Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, did you get a Slurpee yeah. yesterday? I didn't, even though I clocked that it was 7-Eleven and there isn't a 7-Eleven close enough to me. There's not a, like, I just figured there was a 7-Eleven like every other block in New York City everywhere, even up, uh, even up as high there- as where you are. There probably is on Dykeman, uh, now that I think about it, but to be fair, as you well know, since you subbed in for me, I had food poisoning, <laughs> so I feel like us walking true. down 10 minutes in the heat and back to get a slushy is not ideal okay. when I'm poisoned by you. cheese. Thank you. I, I will forgive you. Um Nonetheless, I forgot. I did not when we did yesterday's episode. I didn't, even though I said today is Tuesday, July 11th. Like I didn't, yeah, 7-Eleven yeah. didn't register to me. So I apologize for that. That's why. No, nope, we can uh, play freeze your brain or something from from Heather's if you want. But Sweet. Um, <laughs> also unrelated. While I was in St. Louis, I yeah. went to see chess. I yes, also went and saw did. a movie with my aunt and her husband, Chris. We saw... The new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I can recommend it, but I will note that it yeah. is very much a theatrical piece. Like it's it's like it's it's kind of like a thing within a thing. They just, and there's a play yeah. and then there's a teleplay. Wes Anderson is not my thing, but uh not for me. Lots of, very pretty, lots not of, for me. Yeah, lots of theatrical related stuff in there. So if you thought that you might want to see it and you might like it, if knowing that there is some theatrical connections, some some Broadway connections to the plot uh, pushes you over the edge. There you go. I saw Across the Spider-Verse, which I can thoroughly recommend and was my cup of tea. So there you go. Yeah, saw that earlier in the summer. Of animation course, is not yeah. my thing. It's not like I, I don't love very the animation. Much mine. Yeah, but there you go. Lots of recommendations. We will have more recommendations <laughs> over at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. We do have an announcement of some sorts at the end of this episode, and that'll tie into some of the things I've been mentioning in the last few days about an upcoming survey and maybe some changes going on. So we will talk about that at the end of the episode. But first, we got news, and we got lots of news, Ashley. Let's start off oh, with the yeah. news that we already knew because we talked about it, but it is now yes. officially confirmed that the Olivier Award-winning production of Cabaret will transfer to Broadway in the spring of 2024, so this season. So what makes this interesting is that not only have they said that it's coming in 2024, it's coming in the spring. They've actually told us what theater it is going to be in. It is going to be at the August Wilson Theater. They have not confirmed who will be starring in it. I think we know at this point that Eddie Redmayne will yeah. be playing the MC. Other than that, I've heard so many different rumors about who is going to be in it, who is not Ooh. going to be in it, issues with finding somebody to do it. It's um, it's it's kind of crazy that it has been this uh, difficult to find someone to play Sally Bowles alongside Eddie Redmayne. But Rebecca Frecknell will repeat her Olivier winning work as the director of the show. The Broadway, uh, the theater on Broadway, Alex Wilson Theater, will be transformed into the Kit Kat Club, much like it was over in the West End. And that makes me wonder, Ashley, we've obviously seen that happen with the Broadway theater with Here Lies Love, but Funny Girl is currently scheduled to run through through September 3rd, Labor Day weekend, at the August Wilson. So depending on when they want to bring this in in the spring, spring could be 
February or spring could be April. So I wonder if they're going to put something in there in the, for the holidays, which I, you know, I've, I love when they do that. Or if they're going to start doing the renovations that they need to make it, make the August Wilson into the Kit Kat Club right away and start earlier in 2024. We obviously don't know yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see something holiday related. Maybe that's where. Jefferson Mays, A Christmas Carol goes back in. Um, We would love to see that. So uh, I don't know, but this is interesting. We knew this was going to happen. This is not a surprise, but it is exciting to know (laughs) that it's officially finally happening. I love getting an announcement of something that we already know that was happening with absolutely no cast announcement to follow. That that thrills me. (laughs) Did you see the actual press release they sent out? Um, I saw it, but didn't actually read it in full. No. That, do you know why you didn't read it in full? Because there's yeah. literally nothing in the press release. All that it is. Okay, it's, it's, good. Because I clicked it, saw that it was announced. I'm like, well, we know. And then I went on to my other press releases. So now I don't feel bad. Yeah, there's really nothing in here. They have the headers like they normally do. In here, Life is Beautiful, Cabaret at the Kit Clock Club, on Broadway, yeah, at the August Wilson Theater, opening uh-huh. spring 2024. Then there's a little image. And then normally in all of these press releases we get, this is from DKC O&M, which is one of the biggest, yep. you know, uh, press companies on Broadway. There's the, you know, the paragraphs and the quotes and all of the explanations and the who's who. There ain't none of that in this press release. I was right. kind of shocked okay. at the brevity in this one. <laughs> um, but nonetheless... We know it's coming. They got their announcement out, at least. That's all that matters. Now, I'll here's a show. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I'll be interested to see when they are going to start those renovations, though, because I don't know um, how much, how, you know, how extensive they're going to need for the audience space. Obviously, we, when we saw that Studio 54 a few years ago, because that was, what, nine years ago at this point, and we're doing a revival, which I'm fine with, don't get me wrong. Cabaret is one of my top five musicals, and I was also, and still am, planning on going to London in September or October to see it. Um, so delighted that I don't have to travel as far come spring. But I don't, I mean, they obviously needed to do a good amount of movement when they did it back then. I think they're going to have to do a lot more in the Wilson. It's also a strange theater, I think, for me, but I can't really place why in my head that is for the show. Hmm. And besides the fact that I was enjoying before Funny Girl, the run that we were having of like black playwrights in the August Wilson, but that's besides the point, I guess. Yeah. Well, here's a show that unlike Cabaret, we did not know was planning to come to Broadway. And the Mm -hmm. New York Post reported yesterday that the Lehman trilogy is actually planning to return to Broadway this fall. And it is happening mainly because Camelot is closing early, or perhaps Camelot is closing early because of this. Uh, the Lehman Trilogy is planning to come back to Lincoln Center's Vivian Beaumont Theater in September. Of course, those two things can kind of be part and parcel. They had originally extended Camelot into September, uh, but then they decided to close it on July 23rd because ticket sales had not been very good throughout the entire run of that show. So whether they knew that they wanted to bring tr- the Lehman Trilogy in or this happened after they decided to close it or if they these two things were running parallel and mm-hmm. were like, well, we could bring Lehman Trilogy back and close Camelot. Either way, this show appears, has not been confirmed by the production, but appears to be coming to Lincoln Center this fall. And I think this is a super interesting thing. Did you see it on Broadway or off Broadway? I didn't get to see it. Uh, and I couldn't tell you why that was the case. I think I had scheduling issues or something. But no, I missed yeah. it. Um, so... 
happy if it is indeed coming back. Yeah, but what I think is so interesting about this, I originally saw it at Park Avenue Armory, which is this right, just yeah. huge mammoth space. Huge, and then it huge. went into the Nederlander on Broadway. But going into the the Beaumont feels much more like Park Avenue than it does a traditional Broadway theater because of how massive that stage is. Mm-hmm. It feels much more like that original production I saw uptown. So I'll be interested to see what this looks like. It certainly by putting it in a little, you know, a semi three quarter thrust, if they decide to play the actual um, front of the stage like that, uh, it does change a little bit about how we can kind of look at this show. But I, I don't know that I would want to sit through this show again for three hours, but if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It is a fascinating piece of theater. Um, The show itself is, again, mesmerizing, but not something that I know that I need to see multiple times. But I would not be opposed to seeing it again because it is such a theatrical wonder uh, in, in every single way. All right, Ashley, on Monday, we texted each other almost simultaneously because we both got the <laughs> yes. same email from yeah. the shed announcing Prior the pre-sale. shed members. Yes, long time. Long time. It has nothing to do long, with this story whatsoever. Long time, yeah. Yes. Um, but the shed has announced the the on-sale pre-sale dates for Stephen Sondheim's final musical, of course, that he wrote with David Ives called Here We Are. It is being directed by Joe Mantello and tickets will go on sale on Tuesday. That means <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> the, there's, there's different levels of shed membership. The upper members will have the opportunity to purchase tickets on Tuesday, July 18th. Then I, I don't know what level you're in. I did not may, pay the huge membership fees, but I paid the lower membership no, fees no, to no. be able to purchase tickets on Wednesday, July 19th. Yes. We don't exactly know all of the dates. We do know that it is going to begin performances in late September. They had put out a little bit more concrete dates in the, uh, when this was first announced. They didn't do so with this announcement. So I don't know if those dates have changed or not, but they Probably did say that it would be little. coming. Well, they still said it's coming in September. So it was sure, late sure. September earlier uh, in, in the earlier announcement. So I don't know if it's been pushed back to the very end or maybe it's been moved up to have more time. But we'll be able to see what those dates are like next Tuesday. Yep. Look, I mean, I scheduled my October oh, trip boy. to be able to see this. So I, I'm going. Um, <laughs> That's and, right. I forgot you're yeah. coming back again. <laughs> yeah, coming in August yeah, and October. Of course. Of course. So, you know, whatever. Um, I, I'm I'm very much excited about I can't this. Say, and I can't yeah. say whatever. Whatever feels way too flippant for the story and the absolute rush and panic that's going to be buying tickets to this musical. I am I'm ready, but I am anxious. I'm worried only because I better get my damn tickets. Like I don't want there to be every uh, theater yeah. queen. <laughs> Uh, logging in on Wednesday, July 19th, and like they're just like everything at the shed just shutting down. I will be perturbed. As a proud member of the Theater Queen contingency, <laughs> um, if someone gets a ticket and I don't, that person is on my shit list forever. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That, that this could be fair. the end of our friendship. Okay. All right. Seems fair. All right, last little bit here in the top of the show in terms of our news, but it was announced yesterday that Tony Award winner, and it happened to be from a Sondheim show, so there's a little bit of a, tra- uh, a uh, transition here. Nice. Matt, Matt Doyle will be taking on the role of Frank Sinatra in the world premiere of Sinatra the Musical, happening at the Birmingham Rep over in the UK this fall, September 23rd through October 28th. Um, this is being directed and choreographed by Kathleen Marshall. 
I'm like, you know, I, I don't know that I feel like I need a Frank Sinatra bio musical, but I'm super yeah. excited for Matt Doyle because like, we've seen him, we've seen him like go through every stage of his career and to, to be able to go from like the really solid guy who is used to playing a teenager, but probably shouldn't play a teenager anymore to being like <laughs> yes. a legitimate lead of a new musical is just tremendous. Um, he was one of my first Great. guests on Tell Me More Driving. here on Broadway Radio. I, I'm super excited for him. I imagine if this goes well, it'll come back over at some point. You don't have Kathleen Marshall, an American director, and Matt Doyle, an American star, doing this show over in the UK if you don't have some intention of bringing it to Broadway of at course. some point. Well, I think uh, it's already it does well. They've already announced that it was Broadway bound because this yeah. was it was this and another bio musical that I'm struggling to remember right now. That's the so same many. team, and they're both Broadway bound. Um, I'm excited for him. I love Matt Doyle. Obviously, and it's been really nice over the past few years, um, you know, really starting with company to see his career thrive the way it is right now. I love that he's leading this. I could honestly say I wouldn't have imagined this casting, but I certainly want to see him do it. Yeah, Matt in the press release talked about the fact that his Italian grandmothers would be profoundly proud and overjoyed about this. Oh, so, good. um, he is Love Italian. That. So, so, so that is nice, I suppose. All right, let's take a real quick break from the news to talk about the Broadway grosses from last week. Of course, because it was a holiday week. The grosses aren't usually as good when people uh, have holidays uh, around the 4th of July and stuff. A lot of people go out of town and Broadway usually suffers a bit. It was down three shows from the previous week. So that has a lot to do with it. Shows that closed the weekend before the 4th of July. But overall, Broadway saw grosses come in at $28,859,591, down 14% over the previous week. Attendance was at 242,358 people, 11% down from the previous week. Most shows were down last week. There's only a handful, maybe five, that actually saw week-to-week increases. But leading at the top of the list is The Lion King with $2,432,229, followed by Wicked at 1.97, Hamilton at 1.85, Sweeney Todd, seven performances, at 1.74, and Aladdin at 1.56. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order are MJ, Cursed Child, Funny Girl, Back to the Future, Moulin Rouge, and Juliet, and Parade. Down at the other end of the scale is The Cottage, but of course that only had three preview performances, coming in at 100 and basically $2 short of $118,000. Then we had Grey House, Just For Us, which was just seven performances, Camelot, Life of Pi, Peter Pan Goes Wrong, and Here Lies Love, uh, clocking just under $515,000. Again, that only had seven previews last week. So overall, a down week for basically every show, mainly because of the holiday, so we won't put too much stock in that. All right, let's get into a few other little bits of news here, Ashley. And yesterday, we talked about Funny Girl exiting the August Wilson Theater this fall. Well, that doesn't mean you won't be able to see Funny Girl because it will be heading out onto the road. And yesterday, we got the announcement of who will be leading the cast. Uh, Katarina McCrimmon will be playing Fanny Bryce, and Melissa Manchester will be playing her mother, Mrs. Bryce. Nice. Uh, yeah, are you, uh, she's a cabaret, mm-hmm. you know, legend there, Melissa Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. they'll be joined by Stephen Mark Lucas as Nikki Arnstein, Isaiah Montague Harris as Eddie Ryan, Walter Coppich as Florence Ziegfeld and others. Uh, other than Melissa Manchester, I don't know any of these people. I believe, uh, Katerina McCrimmon is actually in a, 
new musical that has been kind of making its way around certain places. It had a performance at Joe's Pub. I think it's done one at 54 Below uh, called Azul, a bilingual musical. Um, she is in it along uh, had done the 54 Below concert along with Anna Villafanye, Joel Perez, who we're going to talk about here in a minute as well uh, and others. So uh, apparently she's fantastic. I've heard cool. great things about that show and nice. about her. Yeah. So that is exciting. All right. Moving on. Um, speaking of what I said, we'll talk about Joel Perez. Uh, here, the Public Theater has announced the cast for the upcoming Shakespeare in the Park production of the Public Works production of The Tempest, which is a new musical adaptation of the Shakespeare comedy, or I think it's technically a comedy, um, with music and lyrics by Benjamin Velez and choreography by Tiffany Ray Fisher and direct directed by Lori Woolery. The cast will include Renee Elise Goldsberry as Prospero, Anthony Chapman II as Antony, Joe Lampert as Ariel, and the aforementioned Joel Perez as Stefano, Theo Stockman as Caliban, and others. Again, if you are unfamiliar with how Public Works productions work, they have a core group of equity actors, and then they fill in the rest of the cast and the ensemble with a bunch of arts organizations from all five boroughs across New York City. So these are always really fun and really exciting and great Amazing. to see mm. uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry back on stage. Is this the That's... first time post Hamilton? Oh, I feel like there was something smaller in between, but maybe I'm incorrect about that. And she's just done a lot of television, which yeah. good for her get that money. Um, but yeah, that was the main thing. I'm just really excited to see her back on a stage. Absolutely. Uh, all right. In uh, other news, yesterday was announced that the off-Broadway show Eisenhower, This Piece of Ground, has extended by popular demand through August 20th. This is starring John Rubenstein, who I spoke with about the show last month or maybe late May uh, sometime a few weeks ago um, about this production in which he plays, uh, of course, uh, pre- former president Dwight D. Eisenhower in a one-person show. Uh, it is currently playing at Theater at St. Clement's. We will have more information if you want to get tickets. It's going to be running when I'm in town. So I feel like this was perfect. When I talked, when I spoke with John, I was like, well, if you guys extend, you know, make sure you can run a few more weeks. I will be there. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) got to reach out to the press rep to see if we can make that happen. But very excited about that. And then finally, in our news section, PBS has announced the ensemble that will be leading its its concert next month, PBS's Broadway's Bright Lights. It'll be coming to us on Sunday, August 13th. Of course, check your local listings, of course. Um, it will feature Megan Hilty, Nikki Renee Daniels, Tommy Sutter, and Michael Malakel, along with the American Pops Orchestra. Look, you had me at Megan Hilty. You throw in Nikki Renee Daniels and, like, Oh, yes. Those two are just phenomenal. So very much looking forward to that. And an extended version of the concert with more performances will actually be available on PBS Passport, which, of course, I'm a proud monthly member of. So I'll be checking those out as well. All right. So let's get into this announcement that we talked about at the beginning of the show. I mentioned it, oh, I mentioned sure. it a couple times. Um, Ashley, when was the first yeah. time you did a show here on Today on Broadway? Oh, Do you remember? God. I was still working at Broadway World as cabaret editor-in-chief, and you brought me in for a special. So that okay. was like January of 2017, I think. And then I joined this team – 2018, like 2019, I don't really remember. 2019, I did like the yeah. Tony Omnibus before that and predictions, yes. but yeah. Yeah, so you have been a one of the co-hosts here on Today on Broadway since it looks like June 4th, 2019. 
And uh, so it's been four years, which is crazy. But at the end of this episode (laughs) or at the end of this month, you will be transitioning to no longer be a co-host here on Today on Broadway, although you will still be around to pinch hit and to help out and do other things as well. Pop in, do some interviews. Yeah, I'll still be around, but I'm stepping back from permanent hosting position as of uh, whatever the last episode in July I'll be on. So a few weeks from now. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What are some of the things? I know you've got some things that you want to do with this extra free time. Are you able to share what some of those are? Little, I don't music. know yet. Okay. I definitely am getting back into music, and part of the decision-making behind that is that there are a lot of things that I would like to do that have evening rehearsals, which I otherwise cannot get to. Um, but yeah, just doing more music, more flexibility in my schedule. I will still be covering theater. I will still be doing things at Broadway Radio, um, but significantly less regimented (laughs) um but you know i'm i'm not gonna wax too poetic about it it really has just been a a joy and an honor and a privilege to do this for i guess over four years which i've lost track of and bananas absolutely bananas to think about um but you know to have a platform to talk about theater every day i don't think people realize how not prevalent that is in arts journalism um one to have a job in general um but also i mean to be able to consistently cover it through what have been some of the highest and lowest points I've seen in theater. Um, it's been a delightful run and above all, just a delightful time making a show with my friends. <laughs> I'm so grateful for it, even if I am so, so tired. I'm so grateful to you for asking me out of nowhere one day if you could call me to see if I wanted to do this. And I'm grateful to James and I'm grateful to Grace and previously Alicia and to everyone who listens. Uh whether you've liked hearing me talk or not. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, like I said, I'm not going to let you go too, too far. You will be coming in when we need a pinch hitter. And I will also be asking you. Yeah, I will uh, often be asking you to join like our roundtables and discussions about things because I always enjoy your insights to that. And so we want to thank you as well. But you're still going to be around for the rest of the month. So I'm not uh, dying. I'm still here. Exactly. Exactly. And (laughs) you're still going to be stuck with me when I come to town. So you aren't getting rid of me either. All the time. September, October, August, (laughs) next May. August and October. Whatever else. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, sure. All right. Sure. That is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook. In Vegas. I want to go to Vegas. Yeah. World Series of Poker 2024. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yes. Actually, ironically, so because I am who I am, I've been scrolling through every day of the of the main. Yeah. uh, I've been scrolling through every day of the main the main event of the World Series of Poker just to see like what names that I know that are still in it and. 10,000 people started it, so I do a lot of scrolling. Oh, oh yeah. But they're, they're on to day five. There's less than 450 people left. And for the past couple days, I've been noticing Ryan Tamanini is still in this list, which oh, is crazy. Which yeah. is crazy. Because my brother's name is Your Ryan brother. Tamanini. Yeah. But this is not my he's brother. S- sneaking in. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he, he's been in flying back and forth to Vegas uh, to play in the World Series of Poker and hasn't told us. But, Impressive. Um, nonetheless... 
Really pumped about that. I He's will, clearly I, winning a lot of money to be able to do so. So very impressive. Yeah, they're. I think right now they're already at $35,000 for everybody who's yeah. still in there. So it's a profit of at least $25,000. So congratulations to my brother. And I will expect my cut when you get back <laughs> from Vegas. Uh, yeah. All right. That's all we have. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me exclusively on Instagram at no, this is Ashley. I'm not. I'm not with the threads yet. I just. I. It, it needs to be. If it's not chronological, I, I don't. Simply, I don't care. Oh, is yeah. it not? I simply no. can't. I can't yeah. bring myself to care. I don't want like more people to find me, and it's just. <laughs> It, what were the other ones when Twitter first started oh, to shut like down? Mastodon there's been like three or Blue four. Or so. yeah. I can't keep track. It's too much. Yeah, I'll be either. in the woods. Yes, yeah, fair. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>